The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. And welcome to the show, all you patriots. And I'll bet you know when you hear that phrase (laughs) who we're honoring on this show today. Every year, the past several years, especially in July because of the ADA celebration, we honor Justin Dart. His spirit lives on. And you know what? The true champion in the voice for Justin on our show has been his wonderful daughter, I Dare, who I told her I consider her my sister, I Dare Dart. Let me tell you, before I introduce her, I want to tell you, I Dare, you know, she'd been through some struggles, not feeling that well, but she called me and said, Joyce, I don't want to let my father down. I want to do the show. That's what I mean when I say she's my sister and a true champion just as Yoshiko is a great champion. I dare you are a star as far as I'm concerned. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you, jo- Joyce. Thank you so much. Those are such kind, generous words. And they are true words. <laughs> well, I and don't know, but I'll have to at least strive to reach that level in the future. I don't want to make a liar out of you. <laughs> well, you know what, I dare we all love you. We all love Yoshiko. We love your entire family. But, you know, I think it's so important since our show has gained such tremendous momentum. And to all of my listeners out there, thank all of you because you're helping us keep Justin's spirit alive. You're keep helping us keep moving on. But I've got to tell you that we always need to talk about Justin. Just as with history, you know, we talk about all these great history leaders when we go to class, but for young people in the disability community, you need to always remember Justin Dart. So I dare, this is our favorite month, because we're celebrating the anniversary of the signing of the Americans with Disabilities Act, and hopefully now the signing of the ADA Restoration Act, which, see, your father must be up there in heaven helping us out. Yeah. I'm sure you remember that day clearly. What what do you remember the most about that day, I dear? Well, on that day, I was in San Antonio on a mother-daughter trip with my sisters, and we were staying in the old historical St. Anthony Hotel. So like a lot of people across the nation and internationally around the world, we watched it on TV. And um, what I remember most about that day as I sit here now is that I wasn't there. (laughs) And I wish I could have been there, but I couldn't have been. Uh, then, what I think we can do that now, or what I, where the there is still the spirit still exists, not just the spirit, but the actual words and video. Um, I suggest, and I did it, and I think it's um, um, you can get back some of the the feeling, some of the magic that is there by um, going and looking at the signing ceremony video. Uh, at a ad let's see slash slash ada dot gov slash video gallery dot htm you can hear uh, President Bush's speech you can see the signing ceremony on that and then also thanks to Annie and Prado 
You can go to Justice for All's website, and you can read my father's ADA statement, ADA Landmark Declaration of Equality, and that's at jfanow.org slash jfanow slash. And it, it, it's uh, just reading it, you can feel it. You can hear him. I can hear him. I know you'd be able to, to just in reading it. He had a, a very unique way of being able to talk to everybody at once and getting through to their hearts. And it was an amazing day. Parts of the ceremony and pictures televised around the world celebrating the ADA passage that so many people fought for, and uh, not just my father, but so many organizations, so many people, <coughs> hundreds of people came together, hundreds of organizations came together to make it happen. That's right. And, and, and just if you just tuned in, this is I, Dear Dart, Justin Dart Jr.'s daughter, uh, Justin Dart was truly a leader internationally in the disability rights movement and a renowned human rights activist, and he passed away in 2002, but his spirit is stronger than ever. Uh, if, you, if you don't know, I'm going to tell you, Justin is recognized as the father of the Americans with Disabilities Act and the godfather of the disability rights movement, and he just lived it every day you know i i've got to tell you uh i dare i don't know if you got to talk to yoshiko about this yet but you mentioned andy imperato and he was telling me this great story about how just the other night he was with his mother at her fa- favorite italian restaurant in new york city and as they got up to walk out the door who walked in but president clinton and Andy was able to go right up to him before the Secret Service probably would have you know, knocked him away <laughs> and, and, and tell him that, you know, he wanted to thank him for his wife, Senator Clinton. Recently, you know, she made a statement um, about her, what her agenda would be for hiring people with disabilities. But he also wanted to thank him for attending Justin Dart's memorial service. Yes, and giving uh-huh. that great speech. And you know what President Clinton said? Of course he said to tell Yoshiko and all of you, hello. And then he said, there's no way I would have missed that. Wow. No way I would have missed that. This just shows you, folks, the power of Justin Dart, that just talking about him, stopping the, a former president of the United States in a restaurant, and he wanted to, yes, he wanted to acknowledge how much he loved Justin and, you know, that he wouldn't have missed that under any circumstance because he thought so highly of Justin. And I thought, isn't that great? I just find this out. And I told Andy, Andy, you won't believe this, but I dare is going to be on my <laughs> show today, so I'll be telling this story. Oh, good. Well, I'm glad I'm glad you got to tell it. We're, we were so proud and happy that um, President Clinton was at the memorial service and gave such a wonderful and passionate speech. He did. It was fantastic. I mean, it was really fantastic. But, see, your father, I'll tell you, we miss him for many reasons. And I'm going to tell you, that's why we're so thankful to have you and Yoshiko with us, because many people say it's not the same without the fire of Justin Dart. Well, what do you think he would say about that? I just love this question, Joyce. <laughs> I do. I just love it because usually I 
I feel like I can't really say what he would say, but in this case, uh, I know what he would say, and he'd say BS. And then he'd start in on you about the hundreds of thousands of dedicated advocates and leaders throughout the country. I know you've heard him say it before. And then he'd surely start with you, Joyce, and talk about what a champion you are, lifelong leader, a hero for employment for people with disabilities. He'd talk about Andy Imperato, who, I just, who we were just talking about at Justice for All, Cheryl Sensenbrenner and her lifelong contribution as a passionate advocate for people with disabilities. Oh, and there's Tony Coelho, Danny Hoyer, and he'd have to include Bob Kafka and Adapt, and, you know, they're celebrating their 25th anniversary in D.C. at a giant extravaganza May 8, 2008. You want fire? There's some fire over there. <laughs> and then there's Mark Johnson. He'd have to mention John Lancaster, Jim Ward, Dick and Jenny Thornburg, Rebecca Hare, Betsy Valnez, Peter Squire, Cinda Hughes, and Marka Bristow, whom he mentored and all of Access Living in Chicago, dreaming the dream, then actually building the dream, the state of the art, science, and intelligence of accessibility there. Uh, I know that you have um, um, must have had someone on the show about that. <clears throat> They're on fire. There's so many leaders that you've already interviewed on this show who are prime examples of, of that fire, and I think that he'd say that you and they are leading the way. Oh, you know what? Now, I tell you, I knew I dare you would say this because that is what he would say. I know that's what he would say because when he was on the, uh, you know, the signing of the ADA, I know that Justin said that he wished all the people with disabilities could be up there. And when he received that presidential award, I know he made copies and said that to all these disability leaders that said, this belongs to you. And I'm going to tell you something. Justin Dart is a model for all of us because Justin Dart united us. Justin Dart could bring people together. He could bring everyone together. And you know why? He was selfless. It wasn't about him. It was about everyone else. That's what was so unbelievable about Justin. It's it's really true. But then again, Joyce, I think that he would tell you, as long as I'm speaking for two here <laughs> right now, I really do. I think that he would say that you're doing you're doing the same thing, and he would thank you, and he would say, please keep promoting a united advocacy on your show every week and every place you speak throughout the country like you do. You're a unifier, too. Well, you know what? He may not be here physically, but he's here spiritually, and he is still <laughs> my mentor. And you know what? That did impact me. That one thing about him really impacted me, and I tell people all the time, we've got to unify. He could bring all groups together, different groups together. If we are not united, listen to me, folks, we won't get anywhere. That's so important. You know, it's not about you. It's about all of us. Amen, that Joy. is the way it is, and that is one thing that I really did learn from Justin Dart. And, and I believe, I was telling idea before I got on the show, you know, I believe he's still helping us, and we need him to keep helping us. We need all the help we can get every day, and I believe he's helping us. Me too. I know he is. He's still up there, and I tell you, <laughs> he would be so, saying right now, I'm so proud of my daughter, I dare. Because you spoke his words. That's exactly what he'd say. <laughs> you, you nailed that one. Yes, I was pretty well, sure you'd be able to nail that one. 
Well, that, it's easy because he wrote a lot of things down. <laughs> I well, can. You, you know, when he when he received the Presidential Medal of Freedom, which Justin Dart did receive it, he did send out replicas of the award to hundreds of disability rights advocates across the United States, saying. This award belongs to you, and he really, really, truly believed that that was an act was not an act of humility. Or, I mean, he he honestly, in his heart and soul and spirit, really believed that. Yes, uh, that's why. You know, two words I think of when I think of Justin. One, of course, is lead, leading on. The other is empowerment. Yes, and that's really what I think Justin was trying to get across to all of us that we must empower the young people, other people, because, oh, together we can do so much more. That's right. That's right. Together we can do so much more. Well, hopefully, I dare you, will be at the White House for the signing of the ADA Restoration Act. I would love to be there. I would love to be there and, you know, maybe make up for when I wasn't able to be at the other one. Yes, well, um, I have a quick question here for you from an emailer from Kansas from Amery. I dare, we love you, we love Justin. Thank you so much for continuing to speak for your father. How often do you and your family speak across the country? Signed, Cindy. Cindy, thank you for asking that question. This year, or I don't, my family... Um, is a is a little different. My family speaks. Um, I don't know about across the country, but in in talking about Yoshko and in expanding to all of the colleagues, and to me, my family includes a lot of people. Um, so in in that way, um, I'm proud of my family and those that do go and do a lot of speaking. I don't uh, do very much this year. I am. Uh, I have to confess that I've just been, you know, about as uh, uh, self, self, uh, just you know, having taking care of my, trying to take care of my health, and you know, one of these, if uh, you're one of these um, people who are in a point in their lives who are just um, um, working and and um, Trying to make ends meet, and just you know, I'm I'm just more of an ordinary disabled person who hasn't really gotten it yet. <laughs> well, here's what I have to say: there's nothing ordinary about you out here. <laughs> nothing, but see, you have your father's same modesty. If you just joined in, aren't you lucky? Because today we are remembering and celebrating the life of Justin Dart Jr. with his wonderful daughter. I dear Dart. Don't go away. We'll be right back after this break. We're on voiceamerica.com. It's all about empowerment. We'll be right back. Have you ever thought about having your own Internet talk show? Well, if you said yes, then click About Us. Then click Be a Host to get more information. Or just call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417. Say that again. 480-294-6417. VoiceAmerica.com. Mom? 
Dad, how long should I wait for you? Mom, if I'm at soccer practice, what if something happens? Will you come get me? There's no reason not to have a plan in case of a terrorist attack. Mom, if you're not home, should we go to the neighbor's house? And some extremely good reasons why you should. Can you tell me? Everybody should have a plan. Take five minutes to talk about where you'll meet and how you'll get in touch with each other in an emergency. For other things you can do to be prepared, visit www.ready.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Homeland Security and the Ad Council. Dad, can I ask you something? Sure, what's up? Um, there's this girl I kind of like. Well, if there's one thing I know, it's women. Really? Well, they didn't call me velvet for nothing. I don't get it. Smooth. I was smooth. Oh. Anyway, it's easy. You just got to impress her. Show her how strong you are. Okay, but how? Just, I don't know, pick up a lot of heavy things around her. Like what? I don't know, desks, chairs, people. Grunt, if you have to. Grunt? Yeah, be like, Ugh! Try it. Ugh! 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 <laughs> See, there you go. And you should dress up. Start wearing a shirt and tie. I'll look like a dork. No, you'll look successful. Okay. And finally, you can start using my cologne. <clears throat> the ladies love it, so don't be shy. Splash it on. Thanks, Dad. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To find out how you can adopt, please visit our website at adoptuskids.org or call 1-888-200-4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. Radio by George is a lifestyle program dedicated to improving the lives of listeners by focusing on the holistic growth of their mind, body, and spirit. Host Eddie George shares his life experiences as well as the experiences of his guest commentators and experts with the listening audience to focus them toward reaching their personal and professional goals. Tune in every Monday afternoon at 1 p.m. PST, 4 p.m. EST to Radio by George on the Voice America channel and learn more from the life experiences of a man who went from being a somewhat unruly kid in the streets of Philadelphia to a retired professional athlete who has become a role model for not only young people but for businessmen and women globally. Plan to spend your Monday afternoons with Eddie George and his empowering talk radio show, Radio by George. That's every Monday at 1 p.m. PST, right here on the Voice America channel. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. Welcome back, Patriots. You know I'm going to keep saying that because we're talking about Justin Dart with his great daughter, I Dare Dart. And I want to say before I ask her any other questions, I cannot speak highly enough of Yoshiko. She is a fantastic person. She has never stopped one minute with her commitment to Justin's spirit and to the leadership of young people with disabilities. She has been my friend. 
She has been the friend of many people, and she too is, you know, always in the background. As you notice, she's not on the show because she wants I Dare to be on the show. But Yoshiko, just so you know, we think the world of you. Yes, we love you, Yoshiko. Yes, we do. So anyway, listen, I Dare. What we were talking about earlier is how Justin was so good at getting people from different groups together. I read all this information that uh, you so kindly sent to me, you and Yoshiko, and what really inspired me is how Justin was able to get different parties, different groups, people together, you know, together, to work together to get the ADA signed and then to carry on with disability rights in other areas. So why don't you think more people use that model? Well, I think that um, I think that first of all, you have to to really believe in it, and I mm, think yes. that yeah. I think that what keeps people from doing um, so many things, and my father told me over and over again was was their the biggest thing is in not believing that you can do it. And I think he truly believed that it was only in unity and solidarity that we could win. And he believed it so sincerely that it was compelling. And he had that unique talent to understand and feel and absorb the hearts and minds of people in spite of their differences in opinions or ideologies, cultures, uh, whatever it may be. He... um, he believed that we could begin to conquer our centuries-held fears and prejudices by coming together based on our community or our commonly held values and principles of humanity and agreeing to do just that, just to overcome them. And when he was talking to people, he would talk to everybody. There wasn't any any group that, that everyone was was important, and he believed that. And so... I understand, too, in talking to Yoshko that in his very last days, in and out of consciousness even, as he was dying, he was dictating his message to Asuka and to Yoshko, calling people to join different organizations and citing some of the names of them, like even, I mean, like AAPD, NCIL, ADAPT, CCD, People First, LCCR, and so forth. And as you said, you know, when he asked one of his last interviews what he wanted his legacy to be, or when they asked him, he said, I want to be remembered as a unifier. That's the most important thing that my father could imagine that someone could do at, that would make a difference in humanity and in our lives. And um, I think that in believing in that, that that does make the difference. And I think there are people that are that are finding that out now as they're, as they're seeing it work. They're seeing, oh, wow, you know, uh, we, we really can get together some very, very strange sorts of, you know, they talk about strange bedfellows, and I know that Bob was recently working with a, uh, a case, uh, you know, trying to get some legislation through in Texas um, that's, uh, that they called, um, oh, that... It was, it's a feudal care, or it's a huge, big issue in Texas where where um, a doctor can, you know, without going into it a lot, but where a doctor can have the um, power to to say, you know, it's it's no longer um, uh, it's futile to try to to do anything else for for you or to spend any more money on you, and 
so they were trying to, for all sorts of different reasons, all of these people got together that you would never imagine. Bob was just telling me about this the day before yesterday. You, you had the right to life people. You had the um, the uh, I'm not dead yet people. You had ADAPT there. You had people from the different nursing home and different types of organizations like that. You had uh, all kinds of people, disability rights people and, and others coming together to try to get this thing to go through. This time, you know, it didn't happen, but it will happen. And Bob, even in his voice, I could tell as he was talking to me, wow, you know, we can, you know, he was saying, it really worked. We got, we we were there and we were all working together and, you know, they they weren't as, you know, we were all being nice to each other. And so I think the the point is that uh, I think that we are learning that it really can work and being a believer in it, I think, really matters. The other thing I think is that it's not, uh, as far as his model goes, everyone has their own way that they may go about doing that or making significant change. And um, I know that each one of us, you know, we have to believe in our own power and how how we use it in order to realize this dream and all of us have a place in it. Um, whether we use his model or or a different model or or whatever it is we do in making sure that we we um, live the dream and lead on and make a difference. You know what? I'll tell you. You said that just so perfectly. And, and you know what? That example you gave from Bob that is such a great example because here we have all different groups that you know, as you said, that he never would picture together. But when you have a common cause, see, this is what we have to do. We have, right. to, we have to remember, it's not about us. It's just us. It's about all of us. Right. This is what we have to do. we got to get over all these, like, you know, territorial things and worrying about things. We've got to get together to get things done. Or, in the end, we'll be in big trouble. That's, Your father always told us that. That's right. That's right. We just have to do it. Have to do it. And, you know, if you're just tuning into the show, I want to tell you about Justin Dart. He contracted polio in 1948, and he was told he only had three days to live. And, you know, Justin always talked about this. This is prior to this, he said, I was really bad. But after he got polio, this is what he said really changed his life because, uh, well, first of all, three days became 40 years. But Justin changed after this he always said that a wheelchair was like a one of the best things that happened to him that he counted the good days in his life from when he got the polio because he said that they didn't just save my life they made it worth saving and he really did wow yeah he he really did believe this and he really did dedicate his life to this and you know, when when uh, Idair was talking about his belief in unity, I know that Justin really was impacted by Gandhi, you know, when he studied him. And that message of Gandhi, find your own truth and then live it, oh, that yes. was him. That was Justin. Yes, it was. He was very much impacted by uh, Gandhi's writing, My Experiment with Truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was... It was um, it was an extraordinary revelation to him in reading that, and he sought his own truth all his life. 
But just as you said, I dear, he believed it. You know, That's about right. solidarity. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes. he believed all of this so much that became his truth. And see, when you believe something with all your heart, it is so powerful what you can accomplish. There is no limit to what you can do when you yourself believe it. Remember, we can make a difference, but you got to believe it first. With that, we're going to go to break for a minute. If you just tuned in, we are celebrating the legacy and the spirit of Justin Dart Jr. with his champion daughter, I Dear Dart. You're listening to Joyce Bender, America's Voice. VoiceAmerica.com. We'll be right back. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. Ever wonder what are the favorite travel destinations of the Hollywood Jet Set? Where do celebrities like to go when they aren't walking the red carpet? Tune in to Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk with President of Traveris, David Manning, and Lisa O'Hurley, golf aficionado and wife of actor John O'Hurley. On Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk, David and Lisa talk with well-known actors, sports celebrities, and entertainment insiders to find out about their favorite travel destinations and what they recommend. On Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk, David and Lisa also offer up feature vacations each week and last-minute deals for your next getaway. Find out what's new and exciting in the travel industry, as well as how to raise money for your nonprofit organizations while enjoying a wonderful vacation. Travera Celebrity Travel Talk with David Manning and Lisa O'Hurley broadcasts each Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Travera Celebrity Travel Talk, your inside look into celebrities and travel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. And welcome back to the show, all of you patriots. We are today talking about Justin Dart Jr. with his wonderful daughter, I dare dart. I have to ask you, uh, first of all, you know what I dare? Every time I have you on, this goes so fast. <laughs> I, know, I can't believe I know. how fast this goes. So I'm going to skip forward because, and then I'll come back sure. in a minute. But I wanted to ask you, when you think of Justin, your father, what is your favorite memory? Uh, that's, a, that's such a, a hard one. You know, it's, there's so many. I'll just have to to close my eyes and pick one, and I've been thinking about so many different ones, um, and especially lately as, as it's been five years since he's passed. But one that keeps coming to my mind, um, and I was talking about it the other day, was uh, this really extraordinary memory I have of my father 
was the last, the very last time that I saw him, and it was early in March in 2007. Uh, I mean, not 2007, but early in March in um, um, 2002. Yes, 2002. Mm-hmm. And we were visiting my father in D.C., and we knew that it was going to be the last time we'd see him. And he was so ill, and but insisted on having this small family party for us that first night. And that night, I sang to him, as I had done so many times in my life. But this time, it was for the last time while he was alive. Anyway, I sing to him all the time. But uh, and in a beautiful, touching moment, Yoshiko just grabbed my father's hand passionately during their song, which is "You Are My Sunshine," and. He kept his eyes closed, and he was smiling um, the whole entire time, and um, it was almost as if they were, you know, both already in heaven. <laughs> it was mm. just a wonderful memory. And then that next, that next night, even as much as he was struggling, it, he really wanted us to go to this special Russian restaurant there in D.C., and so he got dressed and with his oxygen on and struggling and falling in and out of awareness. We made our way to the Russian restaurant, and at the restaurant, uh, God kept falling asleep, and he looked so frail. Um, But there was the strongest loving spirit that I've ever known. Uh, Sometimes I think about that just to get that feeling back. You know, I'll recall that memory. It just surrounded him and enveloped me and us as he smiled across the table at us, and it was the essence of love and the spirit of leading on no matter what. I mean, he's he's struggling so much but wanted to create this memory, and it was so important to him to create this memory, that he and he did, and I'll be inspired from it um, forever. That is so beautiful. And, you know, I, dear, I appreciate you sharing that uh, with us because it's another memory we can have with you of your father but you know what there you go lead on no matter what to the very end no matter what that's right. just how he was to the very end no matter what and that is such a beautiful story i have to tell you i have like you so many memories of him but one i will never forget was during one of the presidential campaigns when he was going looking for the uh, campaign office and you know, they were supposed to have a meeting that night on disability. So I went to the meeting they're supposed to have on disability, disability for both presidential candidates. And I go to the building there. They had canceled the meeting. And do you know, when I turned around, the only other people that showed up were Yoshiko and Justin. Wow. And I thought, there he is, no matter what. Even when other people aren't here, there yeah. he is. You know, and and he and that's how he was always there. He was always there, and you know about I would say it was about during the last year of his life before he became really ill. You know, he and Yoshiko would always send me these really nice letters as they do to so many people. You know, telling you to lead on and about employing people with disabilities and. Right, and, and and that just meant so much to me. But you know, that's how he was. He would take time with everyone. He did. He did. And especially, as you said, young people. 
Yes. Oh, he had a tremendous impact on young people, but as you heard earlier in the show, he had a tremendous impact on President Clinton. I thought just thought that was such a great story, and I'm sure he did at the signing of the ADA with uh, President Bush and everyone that was there also. I'm sure that he had a lasting impact on them. He's well, hard to forget, you know. Yes, he was. <laughs> well, I dear, I want to ask you a question. What do you think Justin would think about the fact that right now today, even in our own federal government, the employment of Americans with disabilities has gone backwards over the past decade by over 26%? Well, I, you know, I wish I knew the answer, and um hard to know what he would say, but, but I, you know, I do think that he'd be disappointed, of course, in that fact that... Um, that that has happened, you know, and he would want to know. Maybe he'd um, probably want to get some answers, you know, by asking formal federal government employees who've retired or left the jobs and jobs in those different, you know, for going to um, leaving the jobs and going into different jobs, you know, out of the government. My father had to resign, remember, from his position as the U.S. Commissioner of Rehabilitation Services Administration in 87, and he didn't want to go back. I've talked to people, you know, maybe the jobs, uh, I understand, too, that the that the jobs aren't very um, um, appealing. But here's, a, here's another thing I can't help but think, that, though, and that is if, if we are stuck or backsliding, that a new administration and the help of a new Congress would, could pre- reprioritize employment, for persons with disabilities in the federal government and everywhere, so we have to vote and we have to make, um, we have to educate our Congress people and our leaders and those those people who want to be president on what we um, what we are expecting and what we will vote for. You have to vote, as you know, Justin would say, vote as if your life depends upon it because it does. Well, it really does. It does. There's no doubt about that. You have to vote. And I, you know, I tell people, I don't care if you vote Republican, Democrat, Independent. I just care that you vote. Because if we can go to both presidential candidates and we can say, guess what, as Andy Imperato always says, we're the sleeping giant. We have these millions of registered votes you didn't know about. That's right. You will then see a big difference not only in the employment, but, you know, this will be on the main, uh, in their main topics when they're speaking, but not if you don't register to vote. We can't change anything if you don't register to vote. That's right. You've got to get out there because things happen, and, you know, people wonder why they happen, and it's because sometimes, you know, of who's in office or who's a representative or whatever it is, but I tell everyone Justin's words, get out there and vote. You have to vote. Well, I dare, how about you? What do you hope to be most remembered by in your life? Well, um, this one's really easy for me. Uh, the most important thing I've done in my life so far, um, in my whole life of 52 years, is to raise my three children, mostly as a single parent, Christy, Dylan, and Dustin. They're grown now, each of them in their own way, 
really are, and, and I'm telling you this choice is a fact, they've grown into being better human beings than I am. And I'm proud of them and the legacy that I leave behind through their lives. Uh, that being said, I'm not done yet. <laughs> so I, uh, I have a lot to do. You do. You're you're far from done yet. I <laughs> we need you. We're going to start bothering you all the time, my dear. Because you know, when she gets on here, she gets me so fired up. I'm ready to go out march somewhere <laughs> after I have idea on the show because she has the she has the firepower. But see, she's modest, <laughs> just like her father, just like Yoshiko. She's very modest. But I dare I would say, number one. That and I'm sure that is true. Everything you say with your children—that's wonderful. But I'll tell you what—I would say that you can still be, and you are still a voice for us. You know, your I dare dart, and just yes. having that name—you're <laughs> out there for us, and you can make a difference, and you do make a difference just by being on this radio show today. Well, thank you. I hope so. You do. You do, and you are, and. Uh, you know, I'm just proud and honored that we can have you on Voice America today. And all of you listening to the show, you know, if you go to Google and put Justin Dart's name, Justin Dart, D-A-R-T, you will see so many articles you can go and read about Justin and his life, how he was born into a very wealthy family and gave this up to be a civil rights leader for Americans with Disabilities you should take time to read that. You should take time to know about what Justin did. He's done so much for us. But right now we have to go to break, <laughs> and then we'll be back. If you just joined us now, we're talking to I Dare Dart, the daughter of Justin Dart and a leader in America for people with disabilities. This is Joyce <laughs> Bender, America's Voice, Voice America. Dot com. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now. 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. Join Patricia Raskin, host of Positive Living on VoiceAmerica.com, Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This program brings you practical and inspiring principles for living a more authentic, engaging, and passionate life. Patricia's guests will give you a formula for connecting, giving, forgiving, and miraculous living. So tune in and call in to Positive Living, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on VoiceAmerica.com. 
Albert Einstein once said, nothing happens until something moves. Will your movement towards realizing a dream, making a long-lasting change to your life, or simply putting a daily smile on your face is just a click away. Tune into Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney and free your mind, open your heart, and ignite action in your life. Host and commander in change, empowerment coach, and international speaker, Scott Chesney shares his insights to making the most out of your daily lives. Scott interviews people who are maximizing their lives, the most recognizable transformationalists and leaders around the world, as well as those hometown heroes that move, touch, and inspire the best in all of us. Stay tuned into Maximizing Life for Scott's one-on-one coaching with callers. Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney broadcasts each Monday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney, inspiring you to live life with passion, purpose, and limitless potential. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. And welcome back to the show. And we have a question here for Idear from Aned in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, saying, Idear, it is so nice to have you on the show. You know we all love your father, and I appreciate the fact you're still out there working for us. Do you believe, I dare, that your father's main emphasis was trying to create future leaders with young people? It's definitely one of his main emphasis in his whole life. He spent, um, he's, he had a, uh, foster daughters, um, I don't even know how many, you know, I think it's over 99 or 99. Oh, my goodness. I don't want to be, um, I don't want to exaggerate, but it's a high number. <laughs> and um, he he helped each one of those people to live their own dream, and he that's even before he, he started doing that, even before he got involved, so much in, in uh, civil rights for people with disabilities and he young people and training young people and helping young people to live their dream and including me and including all of the others I mean there between Yoshko and uh, my father there there must be hundreds of young people who have been extraordinarily impacted you know in their lives and are going forward and then of course those people touch other other people, young people, and other people uh, leading on and leading on and leading on, and and um, they realize that they are in control of their lives, you know, and are are not victims of anyone, and and it's a wonderful thing to to be able to see that empowerment in young people and to see them, you know, finally um, leading on on their own. He's impacted a lot of people. It's definitely one of the most important. Uh, beliefs that he has is a good question that is a, a lot of people don't understand how important that part of his life is is in his spirit right now going on through Yoshko and so many other people who are now doing more and more with youth but uh, including Marka and uh, Bob but um, also just with um, people who know him and know of him and and are working through the youth, you know, building our future that way. So thank you for the question because it really is a an ex, a good, a particularly good observation. Well, and you know what? 
how many young people have I met that are now, and to me, of course, they're still young people, don't get me wrong, but now young adults, you know, like in their 30s, that will tell me stories about Justin and Yoshiko. I mean, so many I have met that tell me stories about, you know, Justin and Yoshiko. Yes. Uh-huh. It is amazing to me how many young people, you know, were influenced by him. It is really mind-boggling. It is. It is. And by it, the way, that's the reason we have to keep talking about him. That's right. That's, that's right. That's the reason we have to keep talking about him because he also it shows you what one person can do. And it is unbelievable how he and Yoshiko went throughout the United States on their own with their own money, you know, three times before the ADA was uh, signed just to try to make sure it was signed. You know, he did all these things, as I said. He he believed it. He was on a crusade. It was his assignment. That's, That's how right. it was like. It was his assignment, and nothing was going to stop him uh, from doing it. And that that is how we have to be if we want to really move forward. And it just didn't occur to him that it wasn't going to happen, that it wouldn't work. I mean, failure was just not possible. And that's a very compelling argument. Yeah, that's right. Failure is not an option. <laughs> that is right. Well, I dear, how about you? Are there any things or any issues in your own state that you would like to see changed? Well, I was, um, in the tradition of my father, I did call um, um, Bob Kafka and tried to get some some insight. He's he has a lot of he's always in the know on what's going on not just in the state but nationally but um i have a particular passion about the money follows the person bill because i uh, at one point my grandmother was living with me and she had alzheimer's and um eventually she had to go into a nursing home but they wouldn't let me take care of her in the house you know they wouldn't pay the money uh, any money for that to happen, you know, within the house so she could stay in the family. And that is a, um, I think, a monumental and national problem. But uh, ADAPT, and as a result of ADAPT and others' vigilant activism, Texas is a leader in that regard now, and the money does follow the person in Texas if you decide to leave a nursing home. You know what? That money follows the person is so important. And Bob Kafka is such a great leader, another great leader we had on the show. I think I dare, hold on, I think we have a caller on the line. Sarah, are you on the line? Yes, hi, I am. All right, go ahead, Sarah. Hi, I know that um, Justin saw the importance of youth with disabilities being active in the community. So I was just wondering if you could provide some guidance on how you think youth with with disabilities can get involved. Well, I think that... um, um, I think getting involved in politics, and my father did write the uh, sort of ten, um, not commandments exactly, but ten ways that are very practical ways that a person could um, get involved and change their lives and change, um, um, change, you know, fight for rights for people with, with uh, disabilities and. In the youth, I mean, there's for the youth and people, young people, just any number of possibilities because as he used to tell me, you know, even if you have, you know, whether it's 
it can be just in your everyday life, you know, putting uh, some bumper stickers on the back of the of the baby carriage or or um, talking to everybody that you know, getting involved in organizations that you you believe in and that you can work with, getting involved in school. Um, there are so many different things that you can you can do. There are also um, organizations that help in training people, youth with disabilities also, um, too, so that there are just so many things that you can, you can do. It's almost uh, overwhelming. But what, uh, if, you, if you leave your uh, um, fax or your mailing address, I will send you that list of ten things. Ten Ways You Can Make the Dream Alive, and it's in the Toward Culture of Individualized Empowerment that my um, father wrote. It's probably a line somewhere, but I don't know where right at the top of my head, but I can make sure you get it, Sarah. Yeah, great. I'd really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Sarah. I want to say this, Sarah, just the fact that you called into the show Uh tells me you have that leadership passion going on. That's right. That's right. So good for you, Sarah. Thank you very much. You're Thank welcome. Thank you. Thanks. You're welcome. And, and you know what? That is, I like that example you just gave, I dare, where your father said, even if you put a sticker on the back of, you know, a baby carriage or whatever it is. Right. But that is what's so true. What Justin meant is, don't always think it's going to be this big thing. Right. Like, you know, to change the world. You're going to do this big thing. You're going to speak. You know, it's, on Capitol Hill or whatever it will be. It's living it every day. It's at the grocery store. It's a, it's on your car. It's the people you talk to. It's the way that you can conduct your life. And you know, um, like even you know, um, um, he babies with the little pins. Uh, you know, with the not pins, but you know those um, buttons and so forth. Mm-hmm. I mean, there isn't any. There isn't. Um, if you're creative, you know, there's almost any. Yeah, there is. I'll tell you one thing I do. I'll give you an example. Okay. As all of you know, I have uh, epilepsy. And I'm in a lot of walks here locally, you know, with our local epilepsy foundation in western and central Pennsylvania. And, you know, every year when we're in this walk, you know, my company, we have like 100 walkers, and we buy T-shirts. And the T-shirt that I usually, that we buy, we have on the back, Bender Consulting Services, Competitive Jobs Mean Freedom. So, you know, when I go out somewhere, uh, just here in the Pittsburgh area, or if I'm traveling, even when I travel to other states, you know, and I'm out with casual attire, I usually wear one of these shirts because that way someone will know I have epilepsy. That's right. That's right. Well, I dare, what message would you like to leave with our listeners today? Well, I think with my these words of my father, I call for solidarity among all who love justice, all who love life, to create a revolution that will empower every single human being to govern his or her life, to govern the society, and to be fully productive of life quality for self and for all. Colleagues, I believe in you. I love you. Lead on. You heard it from the daughter of Justin Dart, I Dare Dart, who is a champion (laughs) and a leader for us all. I Dare, we love you. I Thank you, you for being on the show with us. We love you. And I say to you, in closing, lead on no matter what, <laughs> says Justin Dart Jr. We'll see you next week. We're on Voice America 
we're going to make a difference where disability matters. This is Joyce Bender signing off. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com.